What a time to be alive, man. Thank you so much, Tabo, for this podcast. It's very insightful and touches on a very important topic on food production and food security and uh, Africa's future in that regard. And shout out to you for introducing me to moguls like Mondeloni, as well as Usnenlela, which are people that were very new to my ears. Um, yeah, so I've learned a lot about them. And please continue to be the plug for all the moguls out there. Shout out, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back. Welcome to TM Food Bees Podcast, episode number nine. Thank you very much to Snare for sending us that very powerful voice note. We really, really appreciate the feedback that you've given us. I really, really appreciate it. On this episode, we've got a special guest. We've got Zaldi Lekumalo. She's the first hydroponic farmer in Sentin. She's a, she's a founder of Higher Vest neighbor roots i hope you're going to enjoy this episode she has a lot of insight she'll be discussing about the, the intersectionality of food the sustainability and agriculture and how we can use actually technology and technology to 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 solve issues around sustainability and food security She's, it's a very powerful one i hope you're going to enjoy this one thank you very much asaltasana Welcome to TM Food Biz Podcast. It is a podcast for all the future food moguls and food enthusiasts in general. This podcast helps you with hacks and tools that helps you to start, launch and grow your food business, particularly in the packaged food space. This episode was brought to you by Nature Crowers. Nature Crowers is a hydroponics company that design and install hydroponic systems and farm lettuce hydroponically in Soweto, Dobsonville. For more information, please follow them at naturegrowers underscore or simply Google them at naturegrowers. I'm good. Am I clear enough? Yeah, you're clear. You're very, very clear. You're very clear. Let, let me introduce, let me introduce okay. you. Zandila Kumalo is the founder of Highvest and Neighbor Roots, which is the first hydroponic farm in Sentin. Hi, Sandy. Welcome to TM Food Peace Podcast. Hi, how are you? How are you, Tabo? I'm good. I'm very, 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 very good. Very, very good. I'm, I'm very interested into uh, knowing like uh, your background, like from your, from your, from your childhood. What, what type of a child were you? Hey, man. Just for starters, um, I'm honored that you're having me on your podcast, and I'm grateful and thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, as a child, you know. Um, 
I'd like to just introduce myself and that's when I started to know who I am, that Sandy Lukumalo is a South African agripreneur and a young African woman who has an avid interest in the environment. Um, I was, just to track us back, with my background, I was born and raised in Soweto mm -hmm. and then I moved to Mayerton, uh when I started my high school, of which Mayerton is in the Val. Val Triangle, and in my young times, I did a lot of trouble. And you know, in my young times, I did a lot of community work, and that's when I was now in Mayerton, and I did a lot of leadership programs, and. Oh, in that same very organizations, I also held positions in the board structures as young as I was. So it gave me a little bit of idea of how, you know, uh, what does it take to run an organization? What does it take to to run such uh, institutions uh, of that stature? And you know as i i did that because i i was a part of the community or i became volunteering in those communities because i believed that my purpose is introducing new ideas to environments that are not exposed um and from age 15 as i was doing that i have shown that i have a big heart of moving things from a place where there is to a place where there isn't uh personally i enjoy helping communities and I am really passionate about challenging young minds and working in their creative space. I have a great track record of successfully providing value in environments and the greatest thing about me is that I adapt quite very easily to such situations and basically that's my childhood in short. Um, that's who I was. I was just a lady, a young girl who enjoyed just giving back and exposing young minds and young future leaders to to whatever I have knowledge of or whatever that I wanted to give through because mentoring, coaching, teaching and valuing professionalism, that's who I am from as young as the age of my high school when I started realizing myself. Yes. Oh, wow, yeah, that's, that's, that's very beautiful. That's very beautiful. So in terms of like education, where you, did you go to like the multiracial schools or township schools? Um, I went to a multirational primary school and but when I started doing my high school I went to a I could say a a school that was in the community, you know. Mm -hmm. I went to Mayerton High. Mayerton High was a school that had free education was um, a very disadvantaged school that it even gave free transport and you would get free food. So that's the type of high school that, that I went to. But with the education that I got from that school was so great and great to the teachers that because without the knowledge and the foundation that they had given me, I wouldn't be able to, you know, to be able to achieve these leadership skills because 
at school I used to run those leaderships at school you know being there getting our schools programs and being able to give direction into the school you can only do that with the knowledge that you get or the mentorship that you get from your teachers so that's how it was and with me then I attended Fall University of Technology just furthering my education and then I majored in analytical chemistry and as I was studying that's when then my farming uh, background started then from there on and I then started farming in a 2,000 square meter backyard space back at home creating awareness for zero hunger in my community and then I realized that I needed to be more educated in the farming sector. That's where I spent a great deal in conventional farming space, where I learned a lot about how to run a successful farm and also dealing with the nature's unpredictabilities and therefore gathering all that experience because you wouldn't have known the lesson or the need of learning if you do not get that type of mentorship from your young teachers then you wouldn't be able to understand the experience that you're getting and how you can use it in your future so that's my education i and my educational side background oh that's beautiful it says if you've read my mind like i want to like what in in terms of like your relationship with food like how how, how did it how how did you get like that, that food bar that okay, this is the type of uh, industry that I want to get into like what introduces you to that like farming hey Tavo good question hey because <laughs> as I said my farming industry or background I started you know looking at what I have back at home what is available for me to be able to become a farmer and starting on the backyard space it was like a humble home for me because that's where we all have humble beginnings and that's where we all can start so you know the relationship that you create with food for me is a beautiful it's like a partnership or a tech team if i could put it that wants to achieve the same goals the food with i we want to achieve the same goals which then that goal is to provide healthy food to our south african communities and also create jobs for the youth in our country because without those two things we realize that we fail as youngsters with to participate into the economy of south africa hence that partnership for me you know we uh, i that's how i feel that we create a partnership with food with me and that's my relationship with food oh, that's, that's, that's beautiful man so um in terms of farming how did you how did you start in terms of how does farming come in? Because I like get your, you love food, you like doing cutting. Now, how do you, how did you start into like getting serious with like farming? Okay, this is what I want to pursue. What can I do into this? Sure. Okay, where do where do I go with this one? Um, with how did I start with my business? Um, because I enjoy learning i think by now you know i enjoy learning i enjoy exposing my mind Mm -hmm. to research things so because of my urge of wanting to learn and through my mentorship that i i i realized or not mentorship per se if i could say the experience that i got when i started learning from other farmers that were doing traditional farming i started to realize their challenges 
I started to realize there are issues in the farming industry. And because I wanted to understand how to solve, you know, when you start solving issues or challenges that people face, you start getting innovation or realizing the different ways of doing that certain thing. If I could put it, for example, how do we face, how do we do, do we solve a challenge for traditional farmers for weather, unconditional weathers? Today is hailstorm. Today there's just came some heavy rains and flooding. You know, how do you solve that? And as you do your research, you find that you can be able to solve those through tunnel farming, through greenhouse farming, through which then leads you to another sector, which then you end up finding yourself as researching about architect farming. And that's what happened to me because I started being inspired by how food is grown using architect systems from how the irrigation is done, you circulating your water to save water because that was one of the biggest challenges that open field farmers were facing when it comes to agriculture, scarcity of water, also scarcity of land, especially even if you have, you can have 30 hectares of land, but not it's not when most farmers that you would find all that 30 hectares being arable. So what do you do with spaces where you can't plant, where it is too rocky or the soil is is, is, in, is like a clay soil and that the roots can't penetrate through that soil? So those type of challenges, when you find yourself faced with such and when you resolve them, then you end up realizing that architect in such situations can be able to fit in and be a plug in where it is. And that's when my research was vastly invested in and then I found myself uh, having the first vertical hydroponic business that is now based at VUT in Zibugen and then I formed a partnership with Flanagan and Jared as I grew within the sector to build a second table system so then now uh, uh, my passion now is just to be able to expose the different types of techniques of growing within this farming sector and and you can farm on the rooftop, you can farm on the ground, you can farm vertically, you can have different types of systems within your farming sector as an architect. So that's how that whole collaboration for me to start hydroponic, it started. It was just merely me trying to solve challenges that open field farmers face. Okay, that's, that's very beautiful. So you, you found that, okay, uh, hydroponics would solve these problems that you You've, uh, you, you've, you've noticed you've noticed challenges so but the issue now other people will hear you like oh wow she's this is very fascinating that I've managed to do research and, and, and done that but now the issue is in terms of starting day one well, how what do I do when do I start where did you start like okay I'm starting with like uh, did you apply for funding did you buy buy crops or did you did you get maybe funding from your customers or in terms of the I just wanted I want to get the genesis like the beginning like after you've got out your research what did you do with the research that okay so that you can start how that beginning I just wanted to find out like how did you start at business did you get funding incubated or okay with like me that? how I started was after my research as a as anybody with business, you start thinking as to what can you do. 
what did you do because now you want to start? And the first thing that came to mind was um, you need funding. You need someone who can believe in you that you can be able to do it. Someone who can believe that you can be able to grow food using these technologies. And, you know, moving through sectors and seeing and Googling, you were able, I was able to find myself that there is a company, which is Wipsy, that was able to give me some incubation background and be able to give me the structure so that I can be able to farm using hydroponics. So they were the first partners that I did with VUT and therefore they were actually not partners, they were the people who believed that I can be able to, to grow and they were the first people to fund me to be able to become the farmer I am today. So. Uh, UAI is the one that gave me the first funding for me to be able to build my first hydroponic farm mm -hmm. and with that partnership that I did basically with VUT being getting them into board and bringing in the skills for the students and being able to expose their, their students to these type of hydroponic skills that's how I grew my business into this sector. Oh, that's, 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 very, that's very beautiful, that's very beautiful. So in, in, in terms of like after you've uh, started your your farming and stuff, so were there any like challenges that you, you encountered from starting like your your hydroponic business in VUT? Yes, there were challenges that I faced. Um, when I started the business at VUT, I faced challenge, basically not VUT alone, even the one in neighborhoods. High harvesting neighborhoods faced the same challenge, which was electricity. Um, hydroponics is highly dependent on electricity and water. Uh, I had water supply. It was, I, I did that to the T. But after I realized that electricity in the township, because that's where my farm is, it's in a township in Sibuke, um, goes out for a day, goes out for more than four hours. Uh, those were the huge challenges I, I really, really faced. And I had to go look for funding so that I can be able to get a... Hello, Tabo? Yes, Are yes, you still yes. there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, I'm still sorry. Here. So that I can be able to get a solar panel so that I can get electricity whenever I get load shedding. When load shedding kicks in, therefore electricity then kicks in. So um, that's how that's what happened. That's how I overcame my first challenge. But here at Neighbor Roots, I got myself straight connected into the generator. And then that's how when load shedding happens, I do not face that challenge. Um, the other challenges that we face, that I face within my businesses, is the challenge of fundraising. It is not easy as a farmer to go to a bank to ask for funds. It is not easy as a farmer to get um, to get funded in uh, what's this in, in in the agricultural department. We have tried applying through the agricultural department, but we haven't been yet that successful that we got funding for being able to expand our farm 
but we believe that one day the government through growth we will be able to get that funding and we understand as farmers that you know getting funding it all depends on market so once we get the marketing right because marketing we are getting there bit by bit but we are still working on it day in day out once we get our marketing right we will be able to get our funding right because they go hand in hand as we all know that you know, that's how in business everything is yeah yeah that's so those are our challenges no 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 that must be that's 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 very beautiful because and also you, which is great that you've managed to to overcome your your challenges because we shouldn't like shy away from from challenges in any business you're going to face challenges so because other people may just look into into like hey look at Zan is doing very well They're not knowing that in the mm. there's also other challenges that you you're bound to face challenges True. are part of the process so we shouldn't really be scared at all of of them so let's move into the, the fun part now now you're in Sentila in the north how did that happen? <laughs> from from Smukel to the north. How, uh, how, so did, the, how, how did that happen? So the partnership that I have here in Centen, I've partnered with the property owners of the shopping center, which is Morningside Shopping Center, and I have we have done a collaboration between Flanningen and Jared, uh, me which I represent neighbor route to, and also um, a school called Red Hill. So our collaboration when we built this farm on the rooftop of Morningside Shopping Center was that through an awareness of bringing food closer to the market. Because we realized that our restaurants, our retailers have been, were being hit basically hard on uh, when COVID-19 started the first lockdown that we had and then we got to realize that you know certain vegetables like leafy greens or things that can be grown using these architect technologies that have been proven safe for growing food safety we can actually bring it closer to the market and be able to close up the value chain by selling straight into the shopping center, reducing on carbon emissions, reducing on the traveling distance of food, reducing on people not getting their food with a longer lifespan or the value of the taste of the food and not getting fresh produce basically that's what i'm trying to say not getting fresh produce into their fridge or into their shopping bags so that was basically the close chapter of the aim and that growing into making sure that the community of santon gets the freshest vegetables making sure that the children of uh, the schools within Santon, as a first phase, they will be able to get the skills and transferring skills to youngsters within the community of Santon. So that is basically how we we shaped up our first phase for the business, and that's how the collaboration came. And within the 300 square meter that we have, it's the first phase that we are going to have. At the end, the bigger picture is to fill up the entire rooftop and make sure we do supply fresh vegetables to our clients to our restaurants and to the community of 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 our of, of our city that's how it all started the project congratulations thanks 
Thank you very much. So let's get to the the other side. Like you moving into Santin was a very was a, was a landmark, and also it brought a lot of attention uh, to you and and the business. Did that really help in terms of like marketing and also pushing your sales? Thanks for asking because that was the aim. It, you know, when we the aim of us was to make to expose the restaurants and the chefs that we can't get them. We couldn't get them to come to the the tunnel because this is what we normally do in our marketing strategy. We go and we bring the chef so that the chef can understand how when you say food is grown hydroponically, not using soil, it is grown on water. It's like a bizarre word or a bizarre explanation to to the chef. So we wanted to, when they're here at the shopping center, it's easier to bring them upstairs to say, can you come see what we are talking about? Exposure to them. But now it was quite difficult when we went outside of the shopping center and wanting to bring the restaurants um, that are within the proximity the chef there to come here because we find them mostly busy. We find them, you know, uh, being occupied but by, by their day-to-day chores so it was never easy to, to bring them to, 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 to the tunnel so when we did this media coverage by putting ourselves on social media we understood that when they go home Everybody goes on Twitter, everybody goes on Facebook, most, actually not everybody, but most people, most chefs would go on social media to find out what's the new trending thing in terms of food or however what's happening in the world. We we then said, if we are to expose ourselves and that they can be able to learn in the comfort zone of their homes so that when we come to them and approach them and say, hey, we grow food using hydroponics can you understand what we're talking about and then it becomes an easier thing that is closer to the mind so hence then um, the whole media coverage that was the aim and the goal behind getting ourselves into the media bringing uh, awareness and exposure to those who don't know and making it easier for us to market ourselves out there in the market it hasn't been easy now that we have been hit by the a fed COVID wave uh, but we believe that with time we will be able to grow into the market well enough so that we can be able to sell our whole produce that we do in our tunnel so we are growing into that into getting our market there that's that's beautiful Uh, so here on the on the podcast our our listeners we call them moguls so they were very excited to that you could be coming on the show, so they send me some questions. So I'm gonna be asking okay. some questions from the from the moguls. We call them the moguls. Okay. Which is that people oh, nice. To the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. So the first question that one of the uh, listeners asked you: What kind of crops do you grow? So um, with neighborhoods and high harvest, our focus is to grow lettuce baby spinach, um, tomatoes, some herbs, but now only on herbs we for we have started to focus on basil and we will be growing into other crops. So those are the crops that we are focusing on in the 
this first phase that we do we are doing okay thank uh-huh. you and then another question is uh, what's your market my market at this current moment is selling straight into the shopping center all the restaurants that i that are here in the morningside shopping center i am selling to them okay yeah. so that's my market yeah, that's beautiful and then the other one says that are you the first farmer in your family <laughs> yes in my family i'm the first farmer and i'm hoping that i'm not going to be the only one because i'm not only doing this for me and i'm not talking about my kumalo family or the family i got i i'm going to or i got married into but what i'm saying is that they i'm building a legacy for any person who wants to learn hydroponic for any person who wants to indulge into hydroponic or bring innovation into hydroponic i am just merely paving the way to say there is this technology in farming so there will be other farmers in future but from the kumalo side i'm the only farmer so being up to the trail places and shout out for being the we've been brave and, and pursuing this industry yes thanks and then another one asked uh, what are the challenges you've encountered thus far i think we've addressed that yes i've answered um in any challenge as a hydroponic farmer you just need to take the first challenge is market the second challenge is that you've got sufficient electricity and the third challenge is that you've got sufficient water and if you've got that and you've got ticks on that trust me you will be able to farm using hydroponics and then the, the final question from our moguls is uh, can they visit the farm Visitation as of yet is not yet open because now we were supposed to have opened but now that there's this covid waves so we are waiting for them just to come down we will be able to announce when can we allow visitations we are working on that and we are working on how we can be able to also as the visitation happens we are within the regulations of covid but as of yet we have not opened yet for public okay cool. no 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 problem uh- So what are you currently busy with and how how can people uh, get hold of you? So currently what I'm busy with is that we have started um, a new branch of selling straight into the public. Uh, We sell uh, our vegetables. They can place an order through my number, which is 078-5656. Oh sorry zero seven eight okay five six six five six six three zero three zero five four five four okay thank you thank you thank you but because then um before anybody could order you know before uh but just because now we have started as a small it's a new it's a new branch that we are opening up to we are only selling to people who can pick up their produce at Morningside shopping center we haven't worked out on the delivery side of things or how we can be able to get it further to people who can't be able to come to Morningside to to pick oh. it up so if you are more you listening and you 
you pass Trenton Morningside Shopping Center all the time and you would like to place an order or can be able to pick it up at Morningside Shopping Center, you can place an order for with us for now. And as we grow within the business and figuring out the other steps of being able to deliver to households further than what we have in the proximities of Santon, we can be able you know, we can be able, we will be able to advertise when due time comes. But for now, that's what we are busy with. We do sell our produce to the public that wants to buy from us. We are open to that. So that's what we are doing right now within the state wave. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I like the model. Yeah. Who can collect? Who can collect? That is true. I don't know. The moguls will definitely come through and, and, and collect. And then our final, uh, final question, which is the question to ask everyone that comes on the podcast. What is your uh-huh. vision for Africa? My vision for Africa is that let us innovate as youngsters and develop our minds through the challenges that we face. The extreme climate changes force us to evolve as farmers and innovate how we farm our food. We need to develop more methods of farming that can help us bring nutritious food closer to the people. And farmers, I know we can do this and let's do it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate you. I wish you nothing but the best. I know that you're going to be a testil for traders. You're going to be a mogul. You're already a mogul, actually. You're already, you're already, you're already a billionaire. <laughs> thank, thank you very much. <laughs> you're a thank, billionaire. You. Yeah. thank you. Thank you for praising us. We really appreciate it. We're humbled. And then thank you. Cheers, man. Thank you. Cheers. And I'm honored to be on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. This episode was brought to you by Taumamoti, our host, Nature Cross, our sponsor, Mondeloni, our executive producer, everything underscore Troy, our technical producer. Please subscribe and share.